Hello and welcome to the Creative Cultivation audio series. My name is Kelsey Hewen, and today's topic is that of consent. Before we dive in, I'd just like to tell you a little bit about where I'm coming from in speaking to this topic. So I am in school uh, studying to be a sex educator through the Institute for Sexuality, Education, and Enlightenment. I am a cisgender, heterosexual, white woman. I'm 30 years old, and my pronouns are she, her. And um, the reason that I felt called to talking about consent is because I've had some experiences of my own, well, I've in my entire dating life, I've had experiences around consent happenings, of course, but I also have been thinking about this topic so much more recently because of what I'm studying in my program. We talk about it a lot. And because I've had conversations with friends recently who are in heterosexual partnerships, maybe not even relationships necessarily, but like, you know, sleeping with someone and things have come up that I am a bit flabbergasted by, I should say, and feel that these things need to be addressed and talked about. So that's why I hit record and why I feel like this is really, really important to talk about consent. You may think, well, I already know about consent. We, You know, it's a hot button word in the world. Uh, and that's true, and thank God it is, because it's vital. And I do think that sometimes we can have a a narrow view of consent when in reality it is a very expansive thing, just like sex. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and dive right into what I think um, my definition of consent. So I was, I was thinking about, okay, well, how, do, how would I define consent? And my definition is consent is not a one, it's not just a one-time ask. It's a tuning in and an ever-present dialogue. So I'll, I'll say that again. Consent is not just a one-time ask. It is a tuning in and an ever-present dialogue. So consent is not just the question of, hey, do you want to come over? And then assuming that everything else after that is okay because they gave consent that they wanted to come over. Um, it's not just the question of, hey, do you want to have sex? And then everything else after that is assumed to be okay because they said they wanted to have sex. So consent happens before everything starts. It happens after. It happens during. It is always present in partnerships. And so I'm going to be speaking to specifically... Uh, romantic partnerships, and physical intimacy with consent. Because consent can show up in so many different ways in our lives as well. But I'm going to be speaking to the uh, physical intimacy side of consent. So the consent conversation can begin, and, and in my opinion, should begin. Uh, well, it's probably the universal opinion, I would think, if you believe in consent, um, which I hope you do. Um, before anything happens physically. So let's say you're, you've started dating someone or seeing someone or whatever it may be. Um, 
you can ask them before you're even intimate with them, hey, what do you what do you like? What are you interested in? What are your an amazing topic to go down is uh, what are your yes, no, what's on your yes, no, and maybe list. And you can even have, there are actual lists of yes, no's, and maybes. And that can give you a sense of um, with this person, what is, what do they like? What do they really not like? And what are their like, oh, I don't know, kind of thing. Uh, so you can even have a list like that that you're going off of if you don't quite know where to where to take that. Um, but yeah, you can say you can ask the questions of of what do you like? What are your what are your nose? Um, stuff like that. And then you can even ask. I was actually I had a conversation with someone recently who said he always asks before he kisses someone for the first time. So he'll always ask, he dates women, and so he said, he always asks the woman, may I kiss you? And I thought that that was really awesome. (laughs) I think that sometimes there is an energetic and physical, you know, moving in towards each other where you can feel that, that there's like a yes from both sides, but like also... If you're not sure, if there's an inkling of not sure, just ask. Like, it's such a sweet question. I always appreciate the ask, but that's me um, in terms of the kissing uh, subject. So going back to the yes, no, and maybe list, I learned about this from my sex ed program, actually, because there's something that we all took part in. Uh, called a SAR, which is uh, S-A-R, it stands for Sexual Attitude Reassessment. And what this is and was for us was a weekend-long virtual happening where we came together and um, it's basically a a three-day event where we got to learn about um, everything from sex workers, to kink, to BDSM, to polyamory, to um, further topics on what sex looks like for every body and every age. And what this does is it gives us an opportunity, not only as practitioners, but as just people, where our biases lie within the realm of sex and sexuality and that and and also where our discomforts lie. So if something makes us uncomfortable that we're learning about, that's something to look at within ourselves as to why that why it's why is it uncomfortable? Where does that come from? And also as a practitioner, it can give you insight into where you maybe want to specialize, maybe what you're not as comfortable working with. And you can have a referral list of practitioners who maybe specialize in something that uh, you may not feel as confident talking about or or working with. So it's a really important um, weekend that we all got to have together in our cohort. And uh, it definitely taught me a lot and and brought up a lot in me and allowed me to look at ways that I can be more expansive in my thinking and learning and, um, and all of that. So 
uh, it can inform as a practitioner who I'm interested in in working with and the work that I want to do as a as a sex educator. So I bring that up because within the SAR, we talked, obviously, consent is a part of every single uh, uh, sex conversation in, in our program. Um, consent is just the thread that goes through it all. And um, I noticed that consent is really beautifully talked about in a lot of um, communities like the kink community, the BDSM community, um, the polyamory community, like it's, there's a, there's so much communication that happens in those communities. And it does seem like from what I've heard and experienced and observed that outside of those communities, there's still a great deal of discomfort, and taboo around really open communication and talks about consent. So we talked about what it can look like before intimacy begins. And so let's talk about what happens where consent can play into the picture when you're in it. So when you are, again, I'm going to speak to um I'm going to speak in more of a binary way here, but uh, let's say it's a, um, a man and a woman in a heterosexual partnership and they are um, getting intimate and things are escalating. And where does consent come into play there? So it can be the tuning in piece of my definition is tuning in being very present and tuning into your partner's body language, energy shifts. And in a new partnership, you may not know your partner well enough yet to pick up on subtleties. And that's why the the verbal ask is so crucial. So let's say, if you hear background noise, I am in an Airbnb in Italy and there's um, a lot going on on the street outside, but um, so it can be. Is it okay if we take our clothes off? Are you okay with me taking your shirt off? Um, when things are getting more heated, may I touch you here? You can ask along the way. When you switch positions. Um, Let's say there's you're having penis and vagina sex, and all of a sudden your partner, this is like one of the first times you've been with them, maybe it's the first time, and then they flip you over and and do and start doing doggy style. So that could be really triggering for some people. That particular position, any position, you never know if someone likes it first and foremost, or if they, if it is an uncomfortable thing, if they are triggered by it. So instead of assuming that that's okay, ask, say, Hey, would you like to try this position? Or how do you feel about this position? I remember having a conversation with a partner I was with at the time. And I brought up a lot of what we were learning in this SAR um, 
in my program and I brought up the conversation about consent and how it needs to be a part of the entire intimacy experience. And his response was, well, I think that sex is a dance and when you're constantly asking someone if something's okay, then you're throwing off the dance and it ruins the moment. I was so saddened by that response. I didn't really know what to say at the time. And now that I have more knowledge and more understanding of my own, I, I know that um, I know that I would have I would have had a different response. And I but I felt kind of frozen in that moment of like, wow, that's kind of shocking. <laughs> Um, because I think about the experiences of, of being with someone where you're in an intimate moment and they ask something like, may I touch you here? May I take your shirt off? May I kiss you? May I go down on you? That has never once, in my opinion, in my experience, felt like it was throwing off the dance. If anything, it was a beautiful part of the dance and an integral part of the dance. So to think that it takes away from or stops the flow, sure, maybe it's maybe it feels uncomfortable and awkward to ask something. And maybe the other person says no, but that is that is so okay. And that's why you ask is because it gives the person the opportunity to really hopefully think for a moment, is this what I am okay with right now? Because who knows if they're actually, they may not be okay with something in this moment, but maybe next time they'll want it. Uh, maybe not, but especially if you're just getting to know a, a partner physically, you they're going to maybe not be as comfortable with something at first and then you have to kind of get more accustomed to each other's bodies and energies and so it, it can it can change it is so fluid um so that is some of what I wanted to talk about with consent today and I really hope that it gives you something to think think about and maybe a new conversation to have with your now partner, your next partner, your partners, um, to really speak your truth about what consent means for you and how you want to bring it into the dance and the way, the things you want to be asked and the things that your partner wants to be asked and you think, and things that, that really should be asked before, before it happens. So, um, yeah, I'll leave that here for now. First episode, here it is, <laughs> to be continued. And I hope you have a great day. See you next time.